0: coming to your galaxy november 3rd 2023 star wars a kotor story bastila part two identity this is the old republic podcast
1: spoiler warning for the knights of the old republic series star wars the old republic and all other media
0: this is where the fun begins
1: Let's remind the Jedi what happens when the weak seek to match metal with the Dark Lords of the Sith. Sir, from the surviving officer's reports, Lord Revan has gone down with the ship. He's
0: still alive.
1: Hello, Old Republic Podcast listeners out there. Um, You have probably been wondering, uh, what is going on with the Bastila audio drama? Uh, Right June 23rd of 2023, so not too long ago, we released Part 1, Bastila Strike. Uh, That came out. uh, That was awesome. It was very epic. Uh, We loved putting it out there for everyone. And Part 2 has been in progress uh, pretty much ever since even before that released and it is getting awfully close to the finish line we are gearing up getting ready to release that one into the world and I couldn't be more excited with the way things are going about it so uh, what we thought we would do today is I'm going to sit down with the creator of the Bastila audio drama uh, none other than Cassia herself Uh, you might know her from this podcast that you're listening to right now but she's also the writer and creative mind Behind the Bastila audio drama, Cassia, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining me.
0: Well, thank you. Uh, It's great to be here. It's going to be fun to be in the hot seat again. But yeah, I'm doing great. And um, it's it's always fun to talk about the audio drama. I love it so much.
1: That's right. It is always fun to talk about the audio drama and to work on the audio drama, and that's what we're going to be doing today. I've got a couple of questions here, uh, just some behind-the-scenes sort of things. We did a behind-the-scenes episode for part one, uh, and we actually brought on some of the... the voice actors uh, composers for part one to talk about that a little bit most most of those uh, people are reprising their roles in some fashion or another here in part two so when we get to part three we'll probably uh, have some more guests on with us but today it is just you and I uh, talking about part two so my first question to you Cassia uh, part one uh, was Bastila strike what's part two called and can you give us a little synopsis of what we can expect in part two
0: yeah, so Bastila, the audio drama, it's set up in a triptych. The first section was strike, and that was where the Jedi strike team, uh, the Jedi strike team, yeah, went over to Revan's flagship, uh, which we called the Behemoth, um, and you got to see the result of that encounter and Malik was involved, and then the sequel to that um, is called Identity, and it, um, it follows Bastila bringing Darth Revan, uh, in a coma back to Dantooine, and you get to see the Dantooine Jedi Council, um, how they would handle that situation, and what happens to Revan, what happens to Bastila, and kind of what it sets up
1: yeah that's awesome it's um it's quite a departure i think part two you know part one we have if you have had a chance to listen to the audio drama uh please go do that uh we released it on uh the youtube and the podcast feed back on june 23rd and you know that is more action oriented this one is really getting into uh kind of the crux of uh the situation we find ourselves in at the beginning of knights of the old republic um now we have put a trailer together out uh onto our youtube page so you can go take a look at that but i'm also going to play it right here it's just about 60 seconds long so let's listen to that real quick cassia
0: He is alive.
1: You disobeyed us. Why? Jedi do not believe in killing their prisoners. It's not the Jedi way.
0: Perhaps we could give him a second chance. On our terms. We could mold him into a loyal soldier, wipe his memories. Find out his secrets. What will happen if his old identity?
1: Okay, so that is the uh, trailer we got put together there for part two. Um, Now, Cassia, as I mentioned uh, before that, we uh, have part one. It's kind of this uh, big action set piece, right? There's a space battle going on. There's lightsabers. uh, There's (laughs) explosions. There's a Wilhelm scream in there. Uh, Part two here is definitely more of this uh, roundtable conversation kind of a thing. Uh, You're the writer here. How is writing uh, part one different than part two? Uh, Because thematically, they're very different.
0: Oh, for part one, I really struggled, I think, the most with part one. Just kind of like, you know, it's called Star Wars. You think it would be kind of like obvious, but like space battles. They're kind of hard to like make interesting and you kind of have to be like, in your mind, like, I had to, like, draw pictures, sketch it out, like, okay, where is the Republic here? How do we make this compelling, visually and, uh, story wise, and where are the Sith? How is Malik perceiving this? How is Revan perceiving this? And it's like, how do we make it urgent, but, like, not instantaneous? Um, so I think that was the hardest part, honestly, is just that space battle, but um, once I kind of got uh, Bastla onto the Behemoth, um, it it came about a bit easier. And um, I think what is interesting about kind of writing part one and uh, going into part two and three is I kind of find like Bastla doesn't really talk about Her feelings um in a lot of ways she's kind of just the mouthpiece of the jedi council and their dogma um and it's kind of just like um throughout the audio drama you get to see like the triangulation of like what malik bastila and revan and uh what the uh wiped identity of Revan, like, we call him Vanar, like, they're kind of, uh, kind of the three main characters, I would say, but the Jedi Council runs a lot of the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You do a good job of kind of capturing that essence of Bastila. Uh, you know, we always always joke, and it's kind of the big Kotor joke that Karth doesn't ever want to talk about it, um, even though you keep asking him. But you know, Bastila is this other character who doesn't have anyone to ask these things, right? She's kind of kind of a mouthpiece for the Jedi. She's a Padawan, so she doesn't, you know, can't really talk to the Council about things, of course. And then by the time you get to the events of the game of knights of the old republic you know she's kind of kind of in charge of everyone right so she doesn't really have anyone she can really confide in that kind of gets addressed a little bit into part three but i don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much because we are uh, diving into part two today so uh getting back to the creation of this thing a little bit uh cassia here so um were there new challenges for part two uh that we'd Didn't have in part one um, in the, you know, in the writing process or the the creation, the the voice actors, the music, sound design, anything like that. Um, And to that end, was it easier to put together part two than part one or vice versa? did we learn anything from putting together part one that helped us with part two? Um, And to kind of piggyback off that question, our patron Lorg um, asked what the most challenging part of putting the audio drama together has been for us. So, so to kind of distill that down, what was, what were our new challenges here for part two and uh, how is it different than part one?
0: Well, yeah, Uh, part two, it's kind of more of a conversation or discussion. Um which kind of is the the pro and the con in the writing process, because uh, writing, it's really fun to write conversations, um, but I would say the challenge is how do you make this appropriate, like, for all the characters, like, story-wise, and, like, have it happen um, naturally, but it kind of escalates so there's drama. Um And, like, how do I just, like, not make every character sound the same? So there's, like, some different uh, voices within the Jedi Council. Like, Vandar's probably the most open-minded Jedi there. Uh, In my audio drama, in my canon of KOTOR, uh, I put Atris there. um, Because she's a great character, and I kind of wanted more of a, a female presence on the Jedi Council there. And I was like, Mm -hmm. eh, it makes sense in my head. Maybe she's, like, an adjunct uh, traveling faculty member from Coruscant (laughs) just visiting Dantooine, because I'm like, it kind of makes sense, because Dantooine's Jedi Council, like, um, I think we kind of said round table earlier, like, we kind of visualized the Jedi Council to be, like, perfect and kind of like Camelot, but... If you kind mm-hmm. of really look into the story of Kotor 1 and 2 it's like basically it was the Jedi Council's fault you know could be the subtitle so
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, to that end, I, I agree. I think it makes sense that it should be there, because I guess if you're mounting an attack on, you know, the, the Dark Lords of the Sith, you might have, you know, all of your people there at kind of mission control to, to see how this is going to play out. So uh, I think it makes sense. Um, and uh, you brought up a, a good point. You're writing for a lot of different characters uh, here in Part 2, Cassius. So we're hearing basically from the bulk of the Jedi Council and Bastilla, uh here in This episode. Um, Obviously, the audio drama is entitled Bastila. Therefore, we can deduce that uh, you have some sort of personal connection to the character of Bastila. So, uh, who was your favorite to write for um, in this part? Was it Bastila or was it one of the council members?
0: Um, Vrook and Atris uh, are just kind of fun to write because um, I think they think they are good. And I think if you, yeah, um, I think if you talk to Atris, you would think she's open-minded and doing everything right. But, like, she's probably someone who, like, if someone was talking to them, and it's like, "I I didn't feel like it was the Jedi way to do that, you know? Like Atris would say, but we told you the Jedi way. Like, it's okay to think for yourself because we told you what to think, you know? Like, and would probably say it, like, uh like, without, like, realizing, like, what she was actually saying, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and thinking she was giving good advice, you know, um, Bastla is interesting, but the more I wrote the audio drama, I was, like, so much of her, um, character happens beneath the surface, like, where Karth just kind of tells you he doesn't want to talk about it, like, I think Bastila does think she's talking about it, but she's not really saying what she wants to say. Um, So, it's just kind of an interesting, like, writer's challenge, you know? So, like, I think Bastila kind of... Some aspects remind me of myself and, like, people, like, you see in the world or, like, you've grown up with, you know? Um, uh, And like I said, Vrook and Atrus are fun, and you try not to make everyone on the Jedi Council, like, kind of, like, mustache twirly, you know? Um, I think it's, like, good to kind of imply, like, people can be good, like, in positions of power, but sometimes they just go along with things, and, like, sometimes they just make mistakes, kind of like, um, maybe, you know, like, Dorak or, or Zar, you know?
1: hmm Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And then, um, on the, on the opposite side of that, so obviously you're, you're writing the story here, but you're also, um, you know, the producer, the director, um, the, the head honcho of this project. So, on a, on a technical side, then, getting this put together, was there, was there any, big kind of takeaways or differences or the way you approach part two different than the way you, we approach part one you know be it with the, the music or the sound design or the the voice actors or anything like that or was that pretty much the same as uh, how we ran things in the first part
0: so um kind of behind the scenes I wrote everything and kind of had some like script people look it over and I was like this is kind of long. It's about 30 ish pages altogether. So I was like, if I'm going to make it into a project, I probably need to break it up just so like someone's not doing like 30 to 40 minutes of, of sound, you know, Mm. otherwise it's probably never going to get done. And like getting people to like do like 30 pages of, you know, like voice acting is, is big ask. So I was like, I always kind of like trilogies, you know, so I was like, um, I was like, I think this kind of breaks itself into three sections, so um, maybe we do part one at one time, get that out of the way, and then kind of just work on two and three, you know, and then two and three come out when they do. Um, So that was kind of what I wanted to do, and uh, going into part two, I definitely was like, you know what, like... Our friend Marcus uh, Mosley is an incredible voice actor. Like, maybe he can help me, like, on the voice actor sessions. Uh, And sometimes you sat on those, too, like, just so uh, we're getting, like, the strongest performance. Because, like, maybe I'm a little bit like George Lucas and it's, like, faster, more intense, you know? (laughs) Or it's, like, it's good, faster, more intense, you know? Like, uh, Marcus can give uh, better direction, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Marcus was uh, very uh, helpful there in that uh, instance of getting kind of the best out of the out of the voice actors. Because I, uh, despite having uh, you know the starring role, not really um, of the first part, I am uh, no good at voice acting at all. So therefore. Uh, when we're working with people who are actually really good at that uh, I'm kind of just sitting in awe and I have no direction to give because everything I thought sounds awesome um, and that's where I would have left it but Marcus uh, definitely was helpful in getting you know kind of the best out of those uh, actors there so uh, okay good stuff there we've got a couple of questions here uh, that people sent in wanting to know about the uh, audio drama here, part two. So Arbor asks, uh, maybe just hearing a little bit about the process. We've kind of, uh, talked about that a little bit. Um, but where did it start and who was involved? Um, and I thought maybe I'd tackle this one uh, real quick as far as Mm -hmm. who was involved. So this was, uh, directed the screenplay, uh, by you, uh, Cassia. We had, uh, Slathiel Jones was a script editor here, helped us out quite a bit. Um, uh, I uh, came on to help do the sound design and some of the production, uh, same as I did in part one. Our music was by Joseph David Spence, who spoke a little bit about the music in our first behind the scenes uh, episode. and then we have uh, Havila Moore, Marcus Mosley, Jake Bodie, and Alana Kaplan uh, lending their voice talents here for uh, the second part. But um, as far as part two goes, specifically, Cassia, where did it start so you wrote kind of this whole story right and then broke it up into three at what point did you feel comfortable kind of kind of letting I don't know part one out into out into the world or did you feel like it was in you know competent hands you know between everyone that was kind of working on it enough to kind of turn your attention to part two or were they overlapping at all or did you wait until that first one came out or how did that work
0: um yeah so so writing it um It it was all written, and then, um, once I felt like I'd had people look at the script like it made sense, um, and we kind of dotted the I's and crossed the T's on the script just so it looked, you know, like, professional-ish, you know, like, for the video, like, any flaws that are still there are, are mine, you know, but, um we we kind of worked on it, and we got the voice acting. It was kind of, like, mostly part one voice acting when we got that in the can. Then we did two, and then three, you know. Um, and then um, music, I think, is, like, it, it. it's demanding, like, to ask composers, you know, like, to be like, can you make this sound like, you know, like, John Williams, you know, like, and, like... <laughs> We have a budget, you know, like, which isn't like the biggest budget, but it's like, um, so, so, like, we, we did, you know, pay the composers for their time, but like, I, I just wish we were able to pay them much, much more, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, we have such talented friends, you know, and they're so busy. Uh, but uh, it's kind of just the voice acting, uh, the sound design. Or I guess sometimes it was the sound design first and then uh, the voice acting and then kind of leveling it and then leveling it with the music when that's completed. That's kind of the process. Um, And you're Mm -hmm. much more familiar with the sound design because this audio drama would not exist without you because I still, to this day, do not know how to sync an audio an audacity file like with two of them i'm like how do you do it i can't do it so yeah
1: (laughs) that's right right. there's a lot of audio files that uh go into these things uh for sure and uh maybe we'll uh, take a little peek at the the technical side uh, here uh, in just a second, but you know we've talked about the the actors here a little bit, and uh, C Payne uh, sent in a question, kind of asking about that. Um, we talked a little bit, kind of about directing them and their performance, and basically how Marcus uh, did that for us, because neither <laughs> you or I uh, really uh, were kind of I don't I don't want to say comfortable, but you know we weren't as uh, <laughs> as. Uh, sc- scrutinizing as marcus uh would have been maybe so i definitely appreciate that but but where did we find the voice actors cassia where did you find the people that uh that voiced all of these different characters
0: yeah so back in the day when we were discussing Manon and jolie uh i believe you brought to attention holocronicles uh which marcus had created uh the first season of and you're like, this is an incredible, like, uh, kind of like podcast series, like, about like Jolie's earlier days. And I I listened to it and I'm like, oh, this is really good. And we had him on the podcast. And, uh, back in the day, the Unreal Cinema, uh, Kotor adaptation was happening and there was some casting happening for that. And I said, like, hey, Marcus, you should totally, um, audition you're really good and uh he ended up uh being casted as trask olgo and uh kind of through marcus um we were able to like uh be connected with a lot of uh, talented voice actors and um when i was writing this project um i had some we had some auditions and uh if we weren't able to find someone Marcus could be like, Oh, have you heard Joseph or, Oh, have you heard Havala? You know? So, um, it's kind of like just networking that way. Just kind of like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, that's how we got kind of hooked up with the, uh, the different actors that are working on this project for us. And then Christopher wants to know um, just kind of general um, information about some editing and technical stuff. So uh, basically we had all of these voice actors we'd go on and we would do, um, you know, kind of, kind of these voice acting uh, sort of like script read kind of things, uh, get that stuff uh, saved. And then, then it was down to kind of putting this thing together. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's, basically mixing up all of the the narrator and the different uh vocal pieces that we had from the voice actor uh you and i would do something that we uh (laughs) called endearingly uh kotor idol where we would sit down and listen to uh kind of all of the the voice actors and pick which takes we wanted and which ones we thought you know sounded the best or worked the best in the context of what kind of story we were telling and then uh from there it's kind of just balancing out those levels you know because everyone's you know, recording on a different microphone of course at, at their house or um in their home studio uh some of them had and you know really just kind of getting the quality to match up as much as possible and then layering in the sound effects which is where um i came in kind of on on this side right and putting that together and doing the sound effects and i'm pulling just a bunch of different assets off of uh the internet and uh youtube things like like that and trying to just kind of kind of create like some sort of like soundscape um which has been really interesting for me because you want it to to sound awesome right like like oh man i want to put in all these cool sound effects but you want it to also not you know take away from what the the story is what the voice actors are doing what the narrator is doing so really it's more of like supplementing the story right giving it a little bit more of like i don't know like audible appeal in a way right because we don't have any Mm -hmm. sort of uh visual uh medium uh sort of and I'm going to get to that here in just a second but um it's kind of layering those all together and I think over the course of part two I want to say that I used like 38 um like it was like 38 or 39 um, different sound effects to kind of create this. Um, And part two is much different. We talked about it a little bit, you know, part one is this big kind of space battle and lightsabers and all that sort of thing. Uh, This is more of a discussion. So it was a lot more of like ambient type sounds and things to just give it a little bit more feeling of atmosphere. Like you feel like you're there uh, listening in to this conversation that's happening on Dantooine. And that's kind of my part in that before we turn it over to, um, the music department to start working on, uh, the audio, uh, the music tracks for that. Um, but then there's another piece of this that you also need, uh, Cassie, if you're going to put this onto, uh, YouTube, you need some sort of, uh, I don't know, like artwork or a thumbnail or, I mean, that could be anything, but you know, we were putting a lot of uh, effort into getting this thing put out and we wanted to get something that was really cool, um, and really kind of descriptive of what we were going to have. Uh, so we, you know, commissioned some artwork, uh, to make our thumbnail and, uh, the little video. So did you want to talk a little bit about the thumbnail art? Um, you know, who did it and kind of why we chose the direction we went with for it?
0: Yeah. So a lot of our cast is uh, multi-talented. We have some voice actors who are also like Joseph, uh, David Spence are also uh, composing parts two and three, you know, and uh, Jake Bodie, um, he's also an incredible, artist and I was like you know what we need like someone to kind of make a very specific for part 1 like strike like we can't just get something off the internet uh we just need it to like look and feel like KOTOR but kind of have like a binary star you know forming in the background it's like uh, republic versus sith forces so we can't just take a screenshot for our thumbnail for um, part one strike, so we ended up uh, having uh, Jake uh, create a thumbnail, and I thought it was going to take a while, but like it was like one day, and then um, for part two, it's not as much of a space battle, it's more um, of a conversation with the Jedi Council and kind of the fate of Darth Revan, who's in a coma, uh, is kind of in the balance, and it's kind of centering on Bastila, and um, we kind of... We are not artists, you know, but we kind of sketched out our versions, and, (laughs) um, and then we handed, like, kind of, like, our our artistic depictions. And I think yours actually had Atrus with a pumpkin spice latte. Uh, I did, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) he took those and made us a good thumbnail. And, um, yeah, it's great. And looking forward to part three, um, we're like, it's kind of like... Part three will be kind of like more of the story of KOTOR as we're familiar with, kind of summarized in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe looking forward to the future, it, it'll it probably involve the triangulation of Bastila, uh, Venar and Darth Malak.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately the pumpkin spice latte did not uh make it into the final version. Um, I'm sad to say, um, as we are getting into pumpkin spice latte time, uh, here in the real world. So that that's okay, that's okay. I'm I'm no artist. My little stick figures, uh, with a little cup of pumpkin spice latte was as good as we could do. And yeah, uh, Jake Bodie is incredible. Like it took us longer to draw like our little, <laughs> our little ideas that it did for him to create the beautiful thumbnail that we ended up getting. So, uh, definitely, uh, definitely great there. Um, c Payne also wanted to know, um, if there were any sort of copyright issues when writing about Star Wars stuff. Um, and I will say that, um, Star Wars Lucasfilm has always been really, really good and really supportive of kind of the artist community and, uh, spreading the, the gospel of Star Wars and, you know, have done things in the past, like, uh, promotes and have you know uh, kind of film festivals where they just showcase different uh, fan things that being said you can't really make any money off of these projects so they're yeah. strictly from a passion project kind of a thing uh just to you know spread the love of uh, star wars in that sense so that's kind of where that comes in um and yeah i think that you know, kind of, kind of summarizes basically the, you know, kind of the gist of what we had going for us here and putting this together. It's, it's a really great, uh, kind of second act. I think it's going to play uh, really nicely coming off that big battle. Everyone's going to get a chance to kind of catch their breath and see how those conversations might have happened between Bastila and the Jedi Council. You know, when she turns back up with Darth Revan uh, in her, uh, in her possession. I guess so, uh, Cassia is there anything else that we need to know about part two? Um, our listeners out there, is there anything else that you want to clue them in on or or talk about or, uh, anything else as it references part two here, Bastila identity?
0: Most of it takes place on Dantooine and where I could give you suggestions. Like when we're creating the soundscape, I'm like, uh, let's have some rain here, you know, uh, I just love Dantooine. Mm-hmm. I think it's my favorite KOTOR planet, and uh, there's little details, I think, that connect to the game. So hopefully people like that, and uh, part one and two are connected, but I would say two and three, where, where two ends, three literally begins, and I hope it's fun for everyone
1: yeah absolutely i think people will really enjoy it and it'll be a nice uh, kind of next piece of the basila audio drama so looking forward for uh everyone to get a chance to listen to it um you know if you're listening to this it's probably just on the on the horizon here to uh, get part two put out um you know, as of recording, I think we're just waiting on uh, just a just a touch of music, and uh, should not be too long at all before we get that finished up and released into the world. So, uh, definitely looking forward to getting everyone's feedback on it, uh, getting it out there for uh, people to listen to and to enjoy. And um, of course, as soon as we have it finished, we will have it up on Patreon first. That's where we put kind of all of our mm-hmm. our rough cuts and ideas, and uh, I think you might have even put our or at least my terrible little stick figure drawing on our Patreon <laughs> is patreon.com slash older Republic Podcast. You can go. It's a great way to support the podcast and get some behind-the-scenes uh, kind of info there. So, uh, Cassie, I think that wraps it up on your end. Was there anything that you wanted to ask me or just anything else? Or are we ready to, to um, sign off and get back to work?
0: I just want people to know that uh, while I might have, like, written and directed this, like, there's a whole a whole team you know uh working with me and they're they're in the credits and you've done so much like the soundscape and sound design uh, I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own so I just wanted you to know that I'm very thankful and you worked really hard and it sounds great
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor to uh, work on this project and learn a few new uh, tricks here from my own uh, audio editing expertise. And hopefully everyone out there enjoys it. So uh, that's going to wrap it up here for our Bastila part two behind the scenes episode. If you have any other questions or comments about the audio drama, uh, you know, check out you know that first part it's on our youtube page like i said it released back in uh june of this year i think there's a playlist for uh audio drama on there too you can find out uh, all the bits and bobs that we have put up there about that there um check us out you know on on discord uh if you want to talk to us more about it there and uh yeah i think that's going to wrap it up so thanks for joining us thank you uh for coming on to the podcast cassia and answering these hot seat questions i do appreciate that (laughs) and may the force be with you
0: may the force be with you public podcasts can be found on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts youtube as well as everywhere else the anchor podcasts are distributed subscriptions reviews and shares help us out
1: and if you want to connect with the podcast on twitter we can be found at old republic pod and if you want to connect with me i can be found on instagram at astro underscore droid underscore
0: you can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Old Republic Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at Dennis S. Mowers music.com.
1: And this episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.